my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner Fullard Gibbler fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? Doing good? Well, today, the episode I'm focusing on is another birthday episode for a cast member. We are going to be celebrating Michael Campion's birthday, even though it's not till July 26th. We're celebrating the episode I've chosen is season two, episode two, entitled Mom Interference, which aired, of course, when season two dropped, December 9th, 2016. All right, here's a description. It's a full house for game night when Steve and Matt bring uninvited guests. Jackson decides to join the football team. And then, of course, there is another summary. DJ and Jackson struggle over whether or not he should play football and what his reasons for wanting to play really may be. Then things get a little awkward when Steve and Matt bring quote-unquote guests, their girlfriends, and a slightly older date for DJ to game night at the Tanner Fuller house. And Stephanie has to decide if she has feelings for a Gibbler. All right, so I want to, I always like to read the DVD box description and just kind of decide what one I like better. So it says, all right, um, actually this is exactly like uh, the first IMDb thing. So out of both these, I think I'm going to go with number two because it really... The one by Ash West. Because it really kind of pinpoints. Because it's called. The episode title is called Mom Interference. And I like how it really plays out. Where DJ and Jackson struggle over whether or not he should play football. And what his reason for wanting to play really may be. I really, really like that. It gets to the heart of the matter without being over spoily. So this episode is kind of 7.3 out of 10. Based on 330 ratings. This episode was directed by Rich Carell. Writers, Jeff Franklin, the creator. We got Boyd Hale, which the episode is written by. And I'm just thinking, so that's probably where they got Derek's last name from, Derek Boyd. And then, of course, Hale, Stephen Hale, Steve's last name. So we also got Kate Spurgeon, staff writer, and Edie Faye, staff writer. I would love to just talk to them about writing for Fuller House. I would love that. All right, so of course, guests, we got to have, we got Steve, we got Matt, we got Lola coming back, we got the late Alan Thicke, Mike, this is probably one of his last roles before he passed away, we got Jimmy Gibbler, we got CJ Harbinger, we have Gianna DiDonato, hold on, DiDonato as Crystal, um, if you guys, you can probably find it on YouTube, um, I believe Podbean also have some of them. The Fuller House podcast, which came, of course, before me, has great interviews with a lot of the newbie characters on Fuller House. 
you know, with Crystal, with CJ, you got Jimmy Gibbler, you got Lo the kids, Lola and Ramona and uh, Jackson and Max, and of course, John Brotherton, you know, Matt, and I don't think they were able to get S Scott Weinger. They, I think they did get Juan Pablo. Jody Sweeten was another one. It would have been cool if they had gotten um, the Message Twins' mom on there to kind of talk about. Um, Michael Campion, another one. They got her. Of course, they couldn't get Candace Cameron for an interview, but that's all right. All right. So, let's do some trivia real quick. Some goofs, and then we're going to jump into the wonderful user reviews. All right, Alan Thicke, who appears in this episode as Mike, starred for seven seasons in Growing Pains with Kirk Cameron, the real-life brother of Candace Cameron Bure, DJ Tanner. Coincidentally, Kirk also played a character named Mike. Last, episode, last TV role of Alan Thicke before he died in December of 2016. Uh, so you guys know that they filmed all these episodes prior to the episodes being dropped in early December. So that was a real punch to the gut there. When we find out when he passed, it was just I'm I'm like what Alan Thick passed away? Oh my gosh! Because as you know, on the looking back on my Wonder Years and Wonder Years podcast, I do cover monthly episodes of Growing Pains. So this episode subplot it's a reference to an episode of the Brady Bunch where Greg wants to join the football team but Carol refuses, for fearing he might get injured. I haven't seen that. Tenth episode of Dr. Harmon. Alright, where are the goofs here? Let's see. Jimmy Gibbler's world map with pinpointed place that he photographed shows pre-World War One countries and borders. Well, you know what? I wouldn't have known that looking at it. So, alright, we got one. The ever-faithful Power Man Dan gives us a 5 out of 10. Titles, Downstreak? Question mark. Of course, put this up May 26, 2019. Alright, again, not a good one. Jimmy really wants to date Stephanie, but she keeps shutting him down. But they have such good chemistry. Jackson makes the football team, and everyone is concerned because of how easily he gets hurt. It is all for Lola. When DJ puts her foot down, he turns into a big drama queen. Matt invites his date, Steve and Steve's date to DJ's game night. Matt's Date brings a much older man named Mike. Mike is played by Alan Thicke. It isn't bad, but him constantly saying, Mike here, gets annoying fast. Thicke was great in Growing Pains, but not here. This was a pretty blah episode. Not much gets resolved to barely anything. Well, meh. Because I was trying to think, like, what episodes were kind of had Jackson as a subplot. Like, you got your plot A, you got your plot B. It's this one, and then the other one, I think, is season four, Golden Toe Fuller, which probably will be next year's Michael Campion birthday episode. So we'll see. Also in October, that's right, Elias has got a birthday coming up in October. So I'll be doing back-to-school episodes, and then, of course, I'll pick one for... Um, his birthday and I just decided what episode I want to do because we got Dave Coulier celebrating a birthday in September I think it's late September so I decided to do Grand Gift Auto 
I kind of was looking at, like, the Line of Joey episodes, and I'm just thinking, because I'm always coming up with new themes, new ideas to, you know, fit episodes into certain categories. And I kind of like the idea of doing some that focus on the guys' career paths, like with Jesse, with his music, and then going into advertising, and then, you know, the radio show, and then, or, or just his musical history, really, with um, doing the Elvis impersonating, and then, you know, his career path with the music and everything like that. I just, I think that would be really awesome. And Joey, with his, his comedy from, you know, season one uh, 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 onward. And then, of course, I want to do Jesse and Joey together where they're in at the, do, the advertising episodes, the radio show episodes, stuff like that. Also, Danny, with him being a sportscaster and then moving on to, you know, when he hosts a telethon and all that stuff. So I just thought that'd be interesting kind of things there. Definitely. Um, August, John Stamos has a birthday. The episode I picked for him, great one. Season 2, episode 1, cutting it close. And of course, in September, even though I was, you know, kind of taking a break, I'm hoping to get these pre-recorded. Grandparents' Day is in, uh, it's in September, but I'm making the whole month Grandparents' Day. And the three episodes I chose for Grandparents Day are Season 1, Return of Grandma, Season 3, Granny Tanny, and of course, the, I'm going to ball my eyes out when I cover this. You guys, get your tissues ready because it is going to be a real Kleenex vest in this podcast episode. The Last Dance with Papuli. Like, come on, heart. So pretty. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it, but... I just thought that was technically going to go in the serious episodes um, segment, but I'm just like, no, it's a grandparent episode, so let's, you know, put it with that, so. And then, of course, October's going to be all about back-to-school episodes, so. A lot of fun stuff down the peak, pike, <laughs> peak pike, um, yeah, and just, I got other you know, segments, episodes, series of episodes lined up. So then, like, for November and December, we'll kind of decide what ones to do. I know one in particular, for February, I really want to do, it's called Tanner Girls in Love. So I'm going to cover Stephanie Plays the Field, Baby Love with Michelle, Lovers and Other Tanners, and, of course, the other Valentine's Day-centered episode entitled Dateless in San Francisco. All right, let's get into mom interference. I know interference, isn't there a term, it's a football term, right? Pass interference, something like that. So I think, I like how they, and, and mom, you know, interference, like, oh. And, and Jackson's reasons for wanting to play football are just absolutely bonkers, so... Alright, without further ado, of course, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast, which most of you who are listening probably already know where to go, but for you Tanner Gibbler Fuller newbies, go to SoundCloud, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Podbean, I think I see some on like Google Play, stuff like that, other different uh, podcast platforms out there. Let's see. Also, where you can find the podcast on social media. 
Go to Facebook. Type in Full House Podcast. Type in Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Land to Holy Chalupas Podcast will show up. And of course, on Instagram, OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. And Twitter at OMHC Full House. If you'd like to email the podcast, I would love to hear from you. I want to hear your Full House and Fuller House memories, your favorite characters, your favorite episodes, how some episodes maybe helped you go through your childhood and maybe even help solve some problems you might have had growing up. Who knows? You can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you guys are longtime listeners, haven't yet, I don't do Patreon. The only support I ask is that you support the show in other ways, like jumping onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leaving a review. Use emojis to describe characters. Um, One of my most recent reviews actually did that, and I gotta say, I hope I got a good chunk of them right. I might have gotten some of them wrong, but I'm pretty sure I got most of them right. Also, if you guys want to try to stump me with a full house question, go for it, because I am well-versed in the Tanner world. I've been watching and re-watching from childhood all the way up through adulthood multiple, multiple times. I know pretty much everything there is to know. So send your trivia questions to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. All right, without further ado, let's jump into mom interference. DJ's really got to put her foot down here with her kid. (laughs) It's kind of sad because with the game night and everything, everyone's with someone except for DJ. And, of course, she's got to have a sad setup date with Crystal's grand. You think, oh, it's your dad? No, it's my grandfather. Oh, boy. How old is Crystal? I think Crystal's like, what, 22, 24? Yeah. All right, so we come out of the intro. We're in the kitchen. We see Fernando... Near the, the, near the stove, of course, he's wearing a pink bathrobe as DJ comes down with baby Tommy. I love how the audience just goes, woo! So DJ's like, oh, Fernando, nice robe. Why are you making breakfast? He's like, oh, just my thing, little thank you for letting me stay at your home for a few months. And DJ is quick to correct him, like, days, and he's like, months, like, no. <laughs> She's like, weeks. And he's like, years. I'm like, no! <laughs> and she's like, months. And he says, deal. I'm like, oh. <laughs> of course, DJ's confused. Like, Wait, what just happened? Like, you just agreed to let him stay for months in your house. So, that's on you. That's like, it's, it's such a trope where you got two people disagreeing with each other and then the one person switches it the words around so you're saying the wrong thing or something like or i I don't know (laughs) so here comes kimmy and she's like fernando you took my robe you know because he's wearing like a pepto-bismol pink robe with like um black kind of uh outlining it and she's wearing a burgundy red robe which i like that Apparently, she's wearing his robe. Of course, Fernando's excuse is, I thought we could trade. I like a fresh breeze in the morning. And Lola and Ramona come down, and they're so excited about something. 
Oh, they had a sleepover. I was like, I wonder why Lola was there so early in the morning. And of course, Kim's like, well, how was the sleepover, girls? And Lola's like, best sleepover ever. It's like, we didn't fall asleep once. You'd think they'd be exhausted. They must have had, like, a lot of uh, candy and sugar and whatever to just keep you going all night long. Here comes Jimmy. You know, I like him with the short hair. I mean, in season two, since we meet him, he's got the longer hair, but he's like, hola, Fulleritos, Tanneritos, Fernanderitos. <laughs> it's like, now I want Doritos. Of course, DJ has to point out how Jimmy, his beat-up RV is still in front of their house. Like, what's up with that? Why is that still in front of my house? It's an eyesore. So she's like, uh, just how long are you going to be parked here? And, of course, Jimmy's like, well, that's up to Steph. And he's like, all I know is that my heart is parked here forever. And of course, I love how DJ, Lola, and Ramona are like, aww. <laughs> so Steph's like, no odds, okay? This is, Jimmy, this is not happening. Actually, it will be happening. You don't know it, Steph, but it will happen. You're going to marry a Gibbler. And a Gibbler's going to help carry your baby. He got her a dream cat. Well, actually, it's his dream catcher because he says, I don't need it anymore. He says, all my dreams came true that day we had our first kiss. And it's like, oh, Jimmy, you're saying all the cutest things. Sweet, sweet, sweet. And they're like, oh. <laughs> and Stephanie's like, oh, you stole the alls already. I love how Jimmy whispers, can we go out, please? She, so what does he hand her? Like, oh, is that the box the dream catcher's in? So she's like, look, half of me wants to say, no, thank you. And the other half of me also wants to say, no, thank you. Of course, Jimmy's like, uh, how about that third half? Like, oh, Jimmy, you're just too, he's a cute dumb. He's a cute dumb. And well, Stephanie's like, well, the third half wants to get you a math tutor. And Jimmy is, like, edging towards the door. He's like, well, all the math I need to know is that you plus me equals happiness. I love whoever, the, the girls that wrote this up. Oh, gold, gold. Telling you, the lines are gold. Ah! <laughs> the girls, Ramona and DJ and Lola are just loving this romance. It's so cute. Especially when it's new. Of course, DJ's on board for this. Like, Steph, I say go for it. Jimmy's so sweet and thoughtful. <laughs> and Kimmy's like, yeah, he's really the black sheep of the family. Really? I thought that would have been your older brother, Garth, who we don't get in this series. Apparently, he blew away like the wind. He's traveling with the parents. We don't hear about him. Hey, you fell into that one, Deej. Fernando, you took my rope. I thought we could trade. I like a fresh breeze in the morning. <laughs> Ew. Morning. Morning. So, how was the sleepover, girls? Best sleepover ever! 
Doritos. Hey, uh, Jimmy, I noticed your beat-up RV still in front of our house. Just how long are you going to be parked here? That's up to Steph. All I know is that my heart is parked here forever. No, Oz. Okay, this is not happening. I got you a gift. It's my dream catcher. I don't need it anymore. All my dreams came true that day we had our first kiss. down he announces that he has his idea for his school project as a way to save the environment and respect his animal friends he decides to become a vegetarian starting right that minute and of course what does fernando have on a plate bacon everyone loves bacon well people that aren't vegetarians love bacon um yeah bacon is the end all be all for me love it love it love it Speaking of bacon, has anyone tried the new Pringles Wendy's Baconator chips? I have a canister of it. I haven't opened it yet, but I'm looking forward to when I finally do. Of course, Max does not know that bacon is meat, which I'm surprised that he doesn't know. He's, ooh, bacon pops in his mouth, starts eating it. And Kimmy's the one who kind of breaks it to him, like, Max, you do know that bacon comes from pigs, right? And Max is all like, I don't mean to embarrass you, but I believe you're thinking of ham. And I'm like, uh, also bacon and pork come from a, oh, uh, I almost said a horse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, they come from a pig. It'd be funny if they brought up Scruffy the pig right now. <laughs> so Fernando comes up and says, Kimberlina, it's always true. Bacon comes from pigs. And even DJ's like, Max, I'm sorry, but it's true. And he looks down at the bacon like he's saying goodbye to a long-lost friend. Like, well, I guess it's goodbye bacon. But it's so crisp and yummy. I notice the cereal they have on the counter is shredded wheat squares. The audience is like, aww. I love that we just saying goodbye to the bacon. Like, sorry, old pal. It's not you. It's me. And Max just walks away. Fernando's like, good luck. No one can resist my bacon. Of course, Fernando, still holding the plate of bacon, notices a penny on the ground. Of course, when he bends over to get it, we get a blurred shot of his silk thong underwear, which is, like, it's pixelated. You'd think he were wearing nothing under that robe. Everything! Like, I mean... Ramona's there, it's like, that's her dad! And even Max starts like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw up! No! no one needs to see that at the breakfast table, or any other time of the day. Fernando, please, we have children, impressionable children, your daughter included, does not need to see that at all. I have an announcement about 
and bacon and por uh, pork and... In Berlina is mm. always right. Bacon comes from peace. Yeah, I'm afraid it's true. Yep. Mama, I guess it's goodbye bacon. Oh. I'm sorry, old pal. It's not you. It's me. Good luck. No one can resist my bacon. <laughs> Oh man, no one needs to see that. Pitchfork's fans, he's got a carbo loan before practice. Coach's orders. Oh, why are you dressed up like a football player? Because I tried it for the team. And guess what? I made it. Ta da! I mean, booyah! Yeah, and he, she won't be. This is as long as you chair for me from the balcony. The bleachers? You mean the stands? What is? <laughs> oh my god. Get the lingo right, kid. Why did you, you tell me football. about wanting to play football? Because you get all freaked out. And then pretend it's fine. And yell at me for it. You wouldn't get all freaked out. And I am fine. But why wouldn't you ask me for... Oh, okay, I see what I did. Yeah. Don't worry, Mom. I'll see you after rehearsal. I mean... Oh, kid, you gotta get that lingo correct, buddy. Hey, maybe I am being a little overprotective. I mean, what are the odds that anything bad will happen to Jackson? You mean the kid who twisted his ankle getting the mail? <laughs> you mean the kid who sprained his arm making a bed? Oh my god. I saw him trickling confetti once. <laughs> So Jackson comes down, he's dressed in his football gear, the shoulder pads, the jersey, the helmet, he's all ready to go. He's like, hey, I got a carbo load, coach's orders. I'm guessing this is news to everybody that Jackson actually, he tried out for the football team and surprisingly, the coach thought he was good enough to play on the, okay. Cool. Unless he's going to be one of those bench warmers. Who knows? Of course, DJ's like, you know, why, why didn't you tell me you were playing football? And Jackson's like, because you would overreact and you'd start screaming at me even though you would say it's fine. And she's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. Why would you? Oh, I see what I did. There. Yeah, it's like, yep, yep, yep. He's like, hey, Lola, what do you think of uh, me playing football? Are you going to be... Uh, Cheering for and he gets on the name. He, he calls a gridiron a griddle. Yeah, he, he, you know, he's just doing this to impress Lola. It's like, hey, Lola, I guess you'll be cheering for me on the old griddle iron. And even she knows it's gridiron. I don't even watch football, but I've heard of the gridiron term thrown around. It's like, whatever. Just as long as you're cheering for me from the balcony. And she's like, you mean the stands? He's like, whatevs. Dude. Get your lingo right, buddy. He pulls this shop talk around the other players. They're going to laugh him right off of the gridiron. Or in Jackson's case, griddle iron. He's like, hey, don't worry, Mom. I'll see you after her. I mean practice. So DJ takes her coffee, sits down at the kitchen table with the kids, and it's like, you know, maybe I am being a little overprotective. I mean, what are the odds that anything bad will happen to Jackson? It's like, uh, you mean the kid who 
twisted his ankle going to get the mail. And Max is like, or you mean the same kid who sprained his arm while making his bed? And Lola is like, I saw him trip on confetti once. Who trips on confetti? It's not like confetti is made of marbles. Slippery, I mean, I don't know. They're not matchbox car matchbox cars either, so or mothballs. Of course, I'm mentioning that because of Dennis the Menace, Mr. Wilson uh, slipped on mothballs, which those things reek. They reeky stinky. They're guys. I I work like a mom. Okay, people would donate clothes that reek of mothballs and think that we would sell them. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to uh, Harmon Fuller Pet Clinic, as we have Charlie here, who's actually, this is actually Jeff Franklin's dog, who did sadly pass away some point during the run of Fuller House. And um, DJ's just like, all right, Charlie, your ear infection is all cleared up. I hear that Goldens are prone to ear infections and also hot spots. Um, I follow the Michigan Golden Retriever Breeders Facebook page just because I, I love seeing the Golden Retriever puppies. And you guys know, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know I kind of would like to get a Golden Retriever, but I also want to get the St. Bernard is definitely 100% my dream dog, has been since I was 10 years old and I saw Beethoven in the theater. So, yeah. I gotta wonder, like, a lot of the St. Bernard Instagram pages I follow, I gotta kind of wonder, a lot of people are probably like, that's why they got St. Bernard's, because they saw Beethoven. Just like those out there that get Dalmatians, because they say, oh, 101 Dalmatians. Aww, and, and Charlie is old. You know, Goldens do get that white mask on their face when they reach, a, you know, once they probably get up to, what, maybe 9, 10, 11, 12 years old? Yeah. Oh, I love how he puts his paw in DJ's hand. Oh, she's like, oh, that's so sweet. But I'm still gonna have to bill ya. The dog's butt hair could be trimmed down just a smidge. Not a pet groomer or anything. I'm sorry, but I've seen dogs that got that that wavy back leg hair. I call it butt cheek hair. I, I trim it. Give it a nice little trim. Trim. Oh, God, that doesn't help him. Heck no. Football was the greatest time of my life. So then you're for Jackson Lang. I didn't say that. My whole body hurts every time it rains. Oh, God. So you're for it and against it? Exactly. Lunch is here. Oh, hi. DJ, hi. Salad shakes. Every nutrient you need with no fat. No sugar. No taste. taste. Yeah, really. Like, <laughs> Oh, hey, um, can I bring Crystal to game night tonight? I already invited her, but I wanted to run it by you first. <laughs> uh, okay. 
well, you already invited her, and she's standing right here, so. She can't say no, technically. Yeah. Okay. Can they come too? Well, if they are definitely coming, then they can definitely come. You are so sweet. How on earth are you still single? Oh, that hurts. for lunch he finished with his furry patient and DJ figures well Matt's a guy maybe he'll be able to help me decide what to do about Jackson wanting to play football and she's like you know I'm really worried about Jackson playing football should I not let him and of course Matt doesn't exactly help here by saying well you should be worried I played college ball and blew out both knees and DJ's like, so you're against Jackson playing? I'm like, first of all, it doesn't matter if he is or not. He's not Jackson's father. All you're looking for, honestly, I mean, she's looking for Matt's opinion, but I think she's looking for an excuse to really, like, some support behind putting her foot down. Almost like she's wanting Matt to give her the, definitely don't let him play. But, of course, she's like, so he shouldn't play football. And Matt's like, heck no. I mean, football was the greatest time of my life. So DJ's a little confused. Like, okay, so you're for Jackson playing. And Matt's like, well, I didn't say that. My whole body hurts when it rains. Oh, God. And Matt's only in what, like, his... I put Matt probably somewhere in his mid-30s. I I look at him and I'm like, that guy is not in his late 20s. No way. So DJ's is like, okay, so you're for it and against it. It's like, well, does it really matter what Matt thinks? I mean, it'd be one thing if he were Jackson's stepfather and stuff. Because really, at the end of the day, Matt's opinion isn't going to have an effect on DJ's say. And, and I was thinking about this yesterday. While I was walking around the house. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Jackson made the team, right? Okay. Um, you need parental permission, I would imagine, even just to try out, wouldn't you? You're like, okay, you're going for tryouts, that's great, but I need in your parental slash guardian's permission before I can let you play. I mean... Think about it. What if he had gotten injured and his mom didn't sign the permission slip? Couldn't that be a lawsuit on the coaches? Yeah. I mean, anyway. All right, we got Crystal, Matt's new girlfriend, coming in with some, her version of lunch, which is a shake. She, Crystal is one of those hardcore exercise enthusiasts, like hardcore all the way. Salad shakes. All right, every nutrient you need with no fat, no sugar. And DJ takes a sip and she's like, no taste? Blech. I mean, your body may be getting its nutrients, but you're not getting any enjoyment out of that. Or DJ definitely is not. 
So, yeah, I don't like this. This would get on my last nerve. Matt's like, hey, I invited Crystal to game night, but I wanted to run it by you first. I mean, I already invited her. And, of course, this puts DJ on the spot. It's like, because she invited Matt. I mean, how to, honestly, do you think that it's okay? You're invited somewhere. And you also bring a guest. I honestly think that is something you check that out with the person whose place you're going to. It's like, oh, by the way, I brought this friend. It's like, great. So now that person has to make accommodations for another person they weren't planning on showing up. That's just, it's called being considerate. You don't give that person a yes, your guest, before you check with the hostess. That's just all kinds of not right. And, of course, Matt is, like, he puts DJ on, a, on the spot there. She doesn't want to be rude. Well, I mean, if you've asked her, then I can't exactly say no. And Matt also asked Steve and D, uh, I almost said DJ, Steve and CJ. So I'm guessing that DJ hadn't invited Steve. But it's like, dude, what are you doing? So you're inviting your girlfriend and two others. On top of that, it's like, oh, but I, I told him I would check it with you first. Before, you know, I gave him the okay, but I wanted to clear it with you first. It's like, uh, you're, oh, Matt, you are putting this girl on the spot. And another, like, kick to the tush is Crystal, like, oh my gosh, you're the nicest person. How are you still single? It's like, oh, God. I'm like, I dated your boyfriend last season. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy my sloppy seconds. Or how does that work? No, how is it? What is it? Sloppy seconds? Like, she dated him and now Crystal's dating him, so what's she? Huh. Anyway, okay, moving on. Alright, let's get back to the house where Jimmy's RV is parked right in front of it, blocking that beautiful view of the house. We're in Jackson and Max's room. Jackson, still in his football jersey and shoulder pads, is lifting baby Tommy like he's a, like an arm weight. It's like, ooh, ooh. I mean, Tommy's got to weigh, what, maybe less than 20 pounds? I don't know. Because he's a toddler at this point. He's probably, what, maybe two of course, uh, Jackson notices DJ in the door. He's like, hey, Mom, get in here and spot me. <laughs> so I think he gets all the way to Abel. He's like, Mom, take him, take him, take him. <laughs> We're like, uh, like, okay. We'll see how this talk goes. Because I think she's going to definitely be putting her foot down. I want to see what either regulations, rules there are. Like, how a kid has the process of a kid signing up for some form of sports function or team through either the YMCA. I don't even know. Do the YMCA even do sports anymore? Is it all about the exercise? I don't know. Or just in general, like school sports teams, like what is the way to go about that? I'm just, I'm interested, liability, all that stuff. But you know, DJ, she definitely is one to do her research. And she has got the facts that she found off the internet do in, in regards to playing football, the injuries that you get. J Matt blew up both knees in college. Granted, 
Jackson's in junior high, but still. I mean, this isn't like peewee football where the kids are like under the age of eight and they're just zipping all around the field like cray cray. does put her foot down in regard to Jackson playing. He's very angry. Like, you already said yes. And she's like, well, technically, I did not tell you no. I didn't say yes. And she brings up the fact, like, yeah, you went and joined the team without asking my permission. And Jackson, of course, like, yeah, I did this because I knew you'd say no. Oh, Typical kid response, right? Parents going to say no, you do it regardless. And then, of course, DJ does bring up the fact about football and concussions. You know, the inter- you know is the internet is just loaded with information in regards to that. Jackson, of course, throws out the fact that if Dad played, Dad would have let me play, and she's like, you know, maybe that, maybe you could be right on that, but maybe not. And she even go, and it does. I get it. It does kind of hurt Jackson's already sensitive self-esteem or ego. She said, you don't really have a football body, a body made for football. Because his dad was a firefighter. Of course, you've got to be built to be able to go into those, you know, burning structures and, and to lift that heavy stuff with a big old oxygen tank on your back and all that stuff. And in football, I mean, they probably do use... Smaller guys, not that Jackson's technically small, he's still, you know, maturing and, and growing. He hasn't really fully developed yet, even though he's 13. But they do use guys like Jackson for other parts of football, I'm sure. What about the kicker? The guy who kicks? The You know, the football? 
He doesn't gotta be that built. I mean, I'm I'm honestly going based on Glee with Kurt Hummel, played by Chris Colfer. Um, in season one, he was the kicker, and he honestly is probably a bit more thinned out than even Jackson is. So. I'm sure there are spots on the team for people that are shorter, people that aren't, you know, built like, you know, have a big muscular upper body and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's still, and of course he's like, I'm a man. And his voice, of course, 13, his voice is changing in between high and low constantly. So it looks like Jackson... In a fit of frustration and anger, it's like, this is the last time you will ever hear from me, mother. Because, of course, he's taken a vow of silence of not talking, giving DJ the silent treatment. And how many of us, raise your hand, I'm raising my hand, thought that the way to get something from a parent was not to kick and scream or fight or pound the floor, but to give the parent the silent treatment. I, for one, yes, I did that. Sometimes the parent or whoever would give in and give me what I wanted. Granted, I was acting like that when I was far too old to be acting like that, I know. Of course, Jackson goes to take his jersey off, which is still, you know, he's, he's attempting to take the jersey and the shoulder pads off, which, of course, his head's stuck because he's trying to pull it from the top and everything. And I don't know whether that's supposed to be, like, a two-person job, but, of course, DJ, he's like, Mom, uh, if you're still there, a little help, because his head is, like, buried inside his shoulder pads. And she's like, nope. I, you know, I, I gotta say, and I've said it before, covering Fuller House, I love the shots that get around the city, you know, during the day, at night. We got, what's that say down below? It says, Port of San Francisco. And I can't tell if there's, like, a watchtower, clock tower thing going on. It's got a, like, a mini resemblance to Big Ben. All right, so we're back at the house for game night. Of course, we hear the doorbell ring, and who is it? It's Jimmy, because, of course, he rings the bell, just walks right in, and Stephanie's like, why do you even bother to ring the bell if you're going to walk in anyway? And Jimmy's like, I just like pressing buttons. And Kimmy said you needed a partner for game night. So, of course, Stephanie's like, Kimmy, can I see you for a second over here? Um, what's going on here? Seriously. Kimmy is on the Stephanie-Jimmy train. Like, I gotta get them together. It's like, if you guys make a love connection, you could wind up Mrs. Stephanie Gibbler. And honestly, since this is only... The second episode of season two. We really don't know too, too much about Jimmy. Other than the fact that he lives in an RV. He's kind of kooky. He's got that Gibbler kookiness like Kimmy. I'm just trying to think now that I'm thinking about it. It's like, now do we know that he's a photographer that kind of goes around taking pictures? Or have we not learned that yet about him? Because I did cover... Welcome back. I covered that as, um, I think a Labor Day episode last fall, so. I don't think we got that yet, that he's a photographer. I swear, I don't think we did. Kimmy just, she wants to be in this Tanner family so, so much. And she's almost there. I mean, she's living in the house that she frequented on a daily basis for all of 
you know, eight years of the show's run. So it's like, if you and Jimmy got married, you wouldn't be just DJ's annoying little sister. You'd be my annoying little sister, too. Those aren't pluses in Stephanie's mind at all. Mm, no. Of course, Stephanie just stands there like, what is even going on? And Kimmy just wraps Stephanie in a big old, oh! And Jimmy, of course, grabs onto Kimmy like, oh, group hug. Like, uh, and Stephanie's just like, oh, I don't want this. Even Fernando's kind of, he's in the back behind the couch kind of looking at this whole thing going on. Just like, uh, what? DJ comes down with a red bowl of chips. And she's like, the baby's taking a nap. I'm ready for game night. Jackson's trying to get his shirt off. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to have a little, like, hey, what? Excuse me. What are you talking about? TMI. TMI. Of course, if she goes to get the door, she turns around and she's like, you know, I'll, I'll help him when we're done. Here comes Steve and CJ. Of course, CJ's like, hi, Deej. And DJ's like, hi, Siege. <laughs> uh, waves of uncomfortable uncomfortableness are just wafting off of DJ. If Cosmo was in the room and he could feel sense emotions, smell emotions, yeah, she's just wafts of anxiety just pouring out of her. So this just proves that CJ and DJ think so much alike because CJ's like, oh, I cut some, pre-cut some category slips for when we play celebrity. And DJ pulls out of the bowl. I thought there were chips. <laughs> How wrong was I? No. She also cut pre-cut slips for the game celebrity. Interesting. Okay. So they're on the same uh, wavelength there. That's awesome. Steve knows how to pick a replica DJ. She says she also made up scorecards for the teams. And DJ's like, ah, so did I. I don't know. That's another thing. Um, kind of a dicey area. Like when you're going to someone's place. And like in this situation, they're going for game night. Would you do that in thinking, like, oh, what if they don't have them pre-cut already? What if they don't have scorecards? You're going to game night. Clearly, the person has prepared and planned days and days and weeks ahead for this. I mean, it's a nice gesture, but do you feel like maybe you're stepping on someone's toes by doing this? I don't know. Why ring the doorbell if you're going to just walk in anyway? Just like pressing buttons. <laughs> Kimmy told me you needed a partner for game night. Kimmy? I've been thinking about you and Jimmy. And if you guys really hit it off, you could become Mrs. Stephanie Gibbler. And then you wouldn't just be DJ's annoying little sister. You'd be my annoying little sister, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I still can't get over how I like you are. 
Yeah. Their hair is identical. Hey guys. Hey. I brought you a date because I feel so bad that you're all alone. Oh, uh, for heaven's Come sake, Crystal. Ellen <laughs> <laughs> Thick, R.I.P. Okay, no, ew. So, uh, you're a pet doctor. At least that's what the Google said. The Google. Isn't Pops a hoot? Did you just say Pops? Is this your dad? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> goodness. No, I'm her granddad. Ooh. Okay. I was gonna bow out of game night. Not anymore. <laughs> no, we gotta see how this plays out. Did you know about this? Uh, not until Pops got in the car, but I am curious to see how this is gonna play out. Same, same here, Matt. Sage, you and Mike have so much in common. I mean, you have three kids, and he has three grandkids. Mmm. No, and age is just a number. Mike here. <laughs> Seventy-two. But not under the hood. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just got groomed. Yeah, and as I've said before, definitely CJ is dressed exactly like what DJ would wear. And also, her hair is long and wavy just like exactly like DJ's but of course I when I listened to that interview with uh Virginia Williams when she said how she was cast for the part I believe they did want someone as close as a close resemblance as humanly possible to Candace Cameron and she's like wow I can't get over how alike you are and DJ of course like I don't see it and CJ is just pure positivity, just spilling out of her like rainbows. It's like, oh yeah, I can't believe it. It's just so crazy. Of course, here comes Matt with Crystal. And Crystal has brought a date for DJ because he's like, well, you know, with game night and everyone's coupled up, I didn't want you to feel alone, so I did bring somebody. And of course, it's Alan Thick. Oh! R.I.P. It's so sad because when this dropped on Netflix in early December, I think it was like, I swear it was like right after Christmas that Alan Thicke had passed away. And it was just such a shock. Let's see. Oh, it was December 13th. So, Yeah. Fuller House, I was season two would have dropped December 9th. Granted, they already filmed all the episode months ago, like everything, so but still, it's sad. And what I love the music, Mike here. <laughs> I don't think I gotta say, I mean, he looks good. He's got the gray beard, you know, salt and pepper hair, looks good. 
overly tan face, looks good in blue. He's got like a a blue and black and white striped like plaid shirt underneath this. I don't know if this is like a suit jacket or anything, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, Mike here. Yeah, I like how he takes his two fingers, kind of like touches the side of his head, and just Mike here, like a little side swoop. <laughs> and of course, he's like, hey, nice getaway stick. So I'm like, oh boy. And the look that Stephanie and Kimmy share, it's just like, this, this guy. <laughs> this is awkward, and I want to watch and see how this plays out. <laughs> and apparently he searched DJ on Google, because he's like, oh, you're a pet doctor. At least that's what Google says. And of course, Crystal's like, hey, isn't Pops a hoot? And DJ's like, oh, your father? And she's like, my grandpa. Like, well, I mean... Mike does say that he is 72. Crystal's got to be maybe 21, 22. So clearly Mike had kids probably right out of high school, it seems. And then his kid must have had a kid as soon as he could. Because let's just, let's just say Crystal's 22. He's 72, he would have become a grandfather when he was, like, 52. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So maybe his kid had to be, like, just under 30 or 30. Okay, let's move on. The way that DJ's like, did you just say Pops? Is this your dad? It's like, think, ew, she said you were her father? She's like, <laughs> no, it's my grandfather. Like, Oh, that's worse. That's so worse. Oh, he says, I'm her granddad. Like, ugh. I love what Stephanie says here as Crystal and Mike walk away. Stephanie's like, you know, Deej, I was going to bow out a game night, but I think I want to stick around and see how this plays out. <laughs> I'm so invested. So, of course, DJ's going to interrogate Matt. Like, did you know about this? He's like, uh, no, not until Pops got in the car. And then Matt's like, but I am curious to see how this is going to play out. Oh, God. <laughs> this is not a long connection. Oh. So Crystal is really trying to, uh, she's really supporting this Mike-DJ pairing. She's like, oh, DJ, you and my granddad have so much in common. I mean, you have three kids. He has three grandkids. I think that's just a coincidence, Crystal. I don't think that's really something in common. And Crystal's like, age is just a number. And of course, again, Mike here. If you're wondering, my number is 72. Right? Still not going to happen, dude. Of course, but he adds, but not under the hood. Vroom, vroom. And I love Stephanie's like, you just got vroomed. Like, is that a thing? I know I'm out of the you know, social circles and, and what's hot and not and all that stuff. Whatever. Granted, this is 2016 at the the end of 2016. So I don't know if this was even a thing. Do you guys go vroom vroom? Talking about their... Mm -hmm. Alright, here we go. We got... We're getting to game night. We're in the actual game. I think it's called Celebrity, right? So it's Crystal and Steve, and she's like, he's a duck who sells insurance. He's like, Affleck. Ben Affleck. 
There we go. So this is just like a kick to the tush for Deej. First, Deej, you think, oh, you still have more time left as CJ and Steve are just rubbing noses together and being sickeningly cute. I mean, it's adorable, but it's, come on. And of course, Mike is sitting right next to DJ. He's like, oh, to be young and in love. Remember those days, DJ? Like, ugh. And she's just kind of eyeballing him, side-eyeing him. Because he's sitting right next to her. It's just like, ugh. And she's like, <laughs> like they were yesterday. And she's like, because they were. Alright, now it's time for Matt and Crystal to show off their uh, partnership skills when it comes to game night. So, of course, she, I love how she does the gymnastics. Because she doesn't, is this a handstand split thing going on? And she, I pity the fool. And, of course, Matt gets it. Mr. T, yes! And I love how she comes out of it and kisses Matt. And it's just, it's sweet. See, I really wish... We would have just had Crystal instead of Gia. Matt marrying Crystal. Because Gia, just, she's such a rotten person. You, thought, you know, I thought she would have changed, you know, with Steph's influence over her in Full House. But it's just like, mm, she is still the same Gia. And I just, I feel bad. I know I'm going off on a little tangent, but I feel bad for Rocky because she does not have a positive feminine role model. She sh almost seems, during that the very last episode, during the wedding of Fuller House, that Rocky seems more of an adult than both Gia and Matt put together. And that's just sad. So here comes Jackson, looking like a mascot for, um... The bubble wrap company. He's got his whole body just wrapped in bubble, bubble wrap. Just don't mind me. Just passing through very carefully. You know he's trying to stick into DJ. Because she said no to his playing football. So of course. So he goes over to the circle of adults. He's like. See. You might wonder why I'm wearing all this bubble wrap. It's because I've been told I have a very fragile ping pong body as he demonstrates by hitting an invisible uh, ping pong bottle uh, ping pong ball with his ping pong paddle. Yeah. So he did. I mean, honestly in Jackson's eyes, that's really no different than DJ saying, well, you can't play football because you have a wimpy body. So, yeah, in his eyes, it's like that's gotta hurt. You know, because at that age, at age 13, 12, 14, what have you, a kid's body and also his voice, it's going through, he's going through changes as a teenager. His confidence is already probably really fragile just by, you know, his peers in his school. But to have your own parents say, well, you can't play, not just because it's a dangerous sport, but because your body, you don't have a football body. You know, kids look to their parents for confidence boosts and to encourage them and just, I get it, DJ was just trying to kind of shoot Jackson down in a way, like, you, you're not built for football, so... 
But I, I, I've said, you know, in this episode, it, it takes, you know, all kinds of sizes and shapes can play football. You shouldn't just be judged based on if you have a stick-thin body. There is somewhere on that field, there is a place for you. And it's not the bench. Everyone deserves to play. Everyone who has the heart, the determination, and the gusto to put in the work to play the sport has a right to play. I just, I love Jackson. You know, I love the lines they write for the kids and for the adults. He's like, oh, stairs, too dangerous. Better go sleep in the kitchen. Oh, oh he is really, yeah. Because he's not talking to his mother. He's pretty much addressing everyone else's in Basically, you all agree with me, don't you? I mean, look at this. I'm wearing bubble wrap, and it's because of my mom. She shot down my confidence. Everyone just looks at him like teenagers. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Unsolicited mic here advice. And I'm just like, Jason Seaver here. <laughs> he, you know, he's a psychiatrist, so he loves to throw in his two cents wherever he can. The Google. Isn't Pops a hoot? Did you just say Pops? Is this your dad? No. Oh. <laughs> Goodness. No, I'm your granddad. <laughs> you know, I was going to bow out of game night. Not anymore. until Pops got in the car, but I am curious to see how this is going to play out. <laughs> Speech, you and Mike have so much in common. I mean, you have three kids, and he has three grandkids. <laughs> no, and age is just a number. Mike here. <laughs> if you're wondering, my number is 72. <laughs> I'm not under the hood. Vroom, vroom. Ew, boy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You just got groomed. He's a duck who sells insurance. Yes, 
actually wondering about the bubble wrap. Uh, I've been told that I have a very fragile ping-pong body. <laughs> oh, stairs. Oh, too dangerous. Better go sleep in the kitchen. <laughs> Teenagers. Mike here. You know, that kid needs football. Of course. All right, Mike, I have never lost a game night, so let's bring it. Mike here. Mm-hmm. You're a spunky little chicken, and I'm all right with that. That's creepy. Okay. This actor won an Oscar Douglas for... Douglas Fairbanks. No, he was in... Charlton Heston. No. Let me give you the... Dick Van Dyke. Stop! He, he Jerry Van Dyke. No! Dude. No, those aren't actors. Those are cartoon crows. No. That's Heckle and Jekyll. I thought you said you were good at this. <laughs> Stop. She's gonna bust a gut. Everyone's smiling. Oh, this is so funny. Okay, we forfeit. Oh, no, 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 no. Please, please don't forfeit. Please, please don't forfeit. <laughs> Oh, we gotta see uh, Stephanie and Jimmy. <laughs> okay, alright. Jimmy, we're up. Please, don't embarrass me. <laughs> Too late. Too late. We gotta do his stretches. Remote stretches. <laughs> okay. He's really handsome. Uh, he finally got married. George Clooney. Yes. Uh, she was in a mother and daughter. Went on a judge. Dang. We're really good at this. We're really good at this. Just keep going. Okay. Then she... Ariana Grande. Oh my Spongebob. god. Wow. What? Did he look at the clues? That was amazing. Oh my gosh. It's a love connection. It really was. I mean, I've never felt such a connection. <laughs> what is happening between us? Mike here. Oh god. Get your arm off her, dude. <laughs> Mm. DJ here. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nope. That is a weirdo. <laughs> of course, here's the medicine that D Mr. Mike here subscribes for Jackson. You know what this kid needs? Football. Manly. Doping him up. Alright, now Mike and DJ are up, and she's like, Mike, I've never lost a game night. Let's keep that streak intact, please. Ew, he calls her a spunky little chicken. Gross. Barely gets the words out of her mouth as she reads the clue. This actor won an Oscar. Douglas Fairbanks. Uh, no, she hasn't even finished the clue yet. He's just shouting out random, like... Dick Van Dyke, Tom and Jerry, Carlton Heston. Trying to get the words out, like, no, 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 just let me get you. And he's like, Dick Van Dyke. Jerry Van Dyke. I don't know who that is. Tom and Jerry. And of course, DJ's like, those aren't actors. Those are cartoon crows. No. Tom was the cat. Jerry was the mouse. And none of them ever. Oh, my gosh. I'm quoting that line from Gotta Dance. Where Danny is trying to one-up Joey, Joey who is the king of cartoon impressions, trying to hit on the Becky's Lamaze coach. 
He's like, hey, stop chasing me, you mean guy. And she's like, <laughs> and even uh, Joey's like, Tom was the cat and Jerry was the mouse and neither of them ever talked. <laughs> oh, man. And we had Colton Jekyll were the cartoon crows. Is they from Dumbo? I'm trying to think, but there were three of them. I don't know. He's like, that heck old Jekyll. I thought you said you were good at this. And finally, DJ just is like, I forfeit. Forfeit. We forfeit. And Stephanie, who's busting a gun over there laughing, says, no, no, don't forfeit. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> All right, now we got the dream team here. We got Jimmy, we got Stephanie, and they're going to learn a little bit about each other, how good Jimmy is at these this game. I mean, he's amazing. She can barely get the words out of her mouth. He's like, but of course, before that, she goes, okay, don't embarrass me. And of course, he's doing some leg stretches. And she's like, okay, well, that didn't take long. First clue, he's really handsome and he finally got married. George Clooney. She was in a mother and daughter at Winona Judd. She's like, wow, you're really good at this. And he's like, yeah, we're really good at this. Just keep going, yeah. Even Mike and DJ are just like, oh. And Stephanie's like, okay, they, Harlem Globetrotters. She, uh, she, Ariana Grande. She, SpongeBob, full name, SquarePants. Stephanie's just like, wow, this is, wow, that is, I've never seen anything like it in my life. I've never. Wow. If that is not a love connection, I don't know a love connection. And Stephanie, that was, and both she and Jimmy say, amazing. She's like, it really was. I've never felt such a connection, they both say. It's like, oh my gosh. They are of one mind, these two. And of course, <laughs> Stephanie's like, what is happening between us? And of course, Mike here. Sitting on the on the couch, so close to DJ, he puts an arm around DJ, and it's just like you see her cringing. <laughs> Please don't touch me. <laughs> She's totally doing like a sideshow bob, like. <laughs> the Hindus call it this kismet. Kismet. Destiny. Fate. What chance did I stand against kismet? The stars. God's will. What is written in the stars? Let's see. One's portion, one's lot. One's lot in life. Karma, predestination, preordination, predetermination. What two is to come? The writing on the wall. Luck, chance, one's dole, predestiny. Cool. That's that's great. Ah, that's awesome. So according to the internet. The meaning of the name Kismet is fate, destiny. The origin of the name Kismet is Turkish. This is the culture in which the name originated, or in the case of a word, the language. And of course, DJ's like, <laughs> DJ here, no one cares. And the way that he's got his arm, like, locked around, you know, the side of her neck and just pulls her back against the couch. And it's like, please, please don't touch me. Uh, this is so wrong on so many levels. Alright, so Max is definitely taking his doggy daddy duties very seriously as he brings Cosmo in from his pee session outside. Good job taking the pee in the yard, Cosmo. Don't tell him all my day too. 
my gosh. Flavor breath. Mm. Second hand bacon. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so I did say pee session, so I didn't know them. <laughs> okay, whatever. So comes in. Fernando's got bacon wrapped bacon on a bed of bacon. And I'm like, yes, please, gimme, gimme. <laughs> of course, Mick says Mick. Mick. Max says he's a strict vegetarian. How dare you? You are a terrible person. I love how he says, hello, unwanted house guest. And I'm just thinking, this here is the start, I think, of the whole rival. It's the same thing with Michelle and Gia, Stephanie and Kimmy, and Full House. We got to have the Max Fernando, I hate you, but... I, yeah, it's the love-hate type of, it, it's just, it's fun, it's cute, they get each other with amazing quips, it's just so fun. It's like, Max is like, you are a terrible person, it's like, who can resist my bacon-wrapped bacon and a bed of bacon? So, Fernando takes one because he's holding the plate, and then it's like, one for Cosmo, and then Fernando leaves, and Max is like, hey, ba uh, uh, Cosmo. Give me a big kiss right on the face. And of course, I love how Max like rubs his cheeks, smells. Ah, secondhand bacon. <laughs> Along with, it, with it, whatever that dog ate today, I'm sure. I, I'm trying to think. I swear I saw at a bookstore like a year or so ago before everything that's going on now. There were, I, I'm looking it up right now. I bet anything, and they're probably going to be nasty as heck, but, um... Bacon-flavored breath mints. If that's not a thing, it needs to be a thing. Let me see. Bacon breath mints. Because you guys know that bacon is like the biggest thing in the world. Um, 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 no, I don't care about dog food. I'm talking about, oh, because they said breath mints. Maybe mints? Bacon mints? Let's see. Ooh, what is... Uh, I don't want a three-pack of them. Ooh, what is this? Bacon addicts? Oh, my gosh. You guys heard me in the last episode when Stephanie was talking about the clapper, you know, on the Taking the Plunge episode, and I did get that from Jeremy, the Darth Vader clapper. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, bacon gummies! Bacon mints and bacon ad addicts. Maple bacon, saltwater taffy. Only seven. It's $22.99 on Amazon. Oh, I want to see. Okay, there's three reviews. I gave this as a gift on random acts of Amazon. These are from like 2016, 14, and 18. By stars, my items were delivered ahead of schedule. This is by far the most terrible set of snacks I've ever had the displeasure of enjoying. For starters, the pop rocks. 
They were moderately awful, not very flavorful. Secondly, the saltwater taffy, it started remotely okay. And with every passing second, the flavor became increasingly worse. Thirdly, the mints. The mints. The mints had a very terrible minty exterior, and after this layer dissolved, a layer of absolute disgust begins. An almost greasy feeling warms your mouth to the point of regurgitation. This greasy feeling tastes like Vaseline smells. <laughs> which is, which if you haven't noticed, is terrible. Finally, the gumballs. My goal, the gumballs. Close your eyes, imagine yourself in a 1994 Ford pickup truck. Now imagine a sweaty old man is driving you around smoking a cowboy killer. Now bear with me, imagine this man taking his ashtray, packing its contents into a small sphere, coating it in his spit, and polishing up it for a presentation. Finally, imagine yourself eating said ball of ash and wishing you had never been poor. Update, I just burped, tasted ash from the gumball, then puked. This guy is the <laughs> unfathomably awful. This is by Kim Cruz, three out of five stars, January 2nd, 2018. This is by far gotta be one of the best reviews on Amazon I have ever read for a product. This is, ooh, what's this? Bacon on the go? Maple bacon chocolate? Oh, $29.99. Okay, I think that's a bit much. Uncured bacon jam. Okay, let's get off bacon. I know, you guys are like, no more bacon, no more bacon talk. All right, bringing it back to bacon real, real quick. I got two of these packages. It's called Columbus Charturi. I, I can't even pronounce it. Uh, candied uncured bacon. This flavor is brown sugar cinnamon flavor. And then the next one is maple flavor. So I'm going to try. Never had it before. Real quick. Give the brown sugar cinnamon flavor a taste. Ooh, this smells cinnamony. Let's see. Let's see, here we go. Hmm. Now, yeah, first it was a little pepperish feeling, but I think it's just the strength of the cinnamon. This one isn't bad. Then I want to try the maple flavor real quick. Okay. Get a bit of a sniffy sniff. Ooh, this smells good. You smell the bacon fat. Mmm. Oh this is good. No nitrates or nitrates added. Sweet. I'll have to have Jeremy try these. They're good. I always am on the lookout. There's um this brand called Wild Bells Maple flavored bacon jerky and was so good and I could only get it at this one place and then eventually they just had regular Uncle or uh, Wild Bill's bacon jerky but no maple and it was just such a sad day but these ones are bad they're not bad they're not dried out or anything like that they're um I got them at Meyer. I think they're like six bucks but it's like a two ounce bag which isn't terrible so yeah Alright, looks like game night is ending. And of course, we got Mike probably going to leave us with some uh, final words. DJ, Mike here. <laughs> I gotta be straight with you. You know, you and me and love connection, man. DJ, 
DJ here? Totally agree. However, if you're ever up for something purely physical, pop me up a poke on the face pagey thing. No, never gonna happen. Oh wait, that's the wrong car. You're you're getting in the wrong. Oh, who cares? Pretty much. All right, hit the sack. Good night, everyone. Except for uh, you know who you are. What? You're still not talking to me? No, and this is my last text ever. Yeah. You know, enough is enough. Wait, before you have it out with Jackson, I have a better idea. Come with me. Yeah. So yeah, Mike. Mike here. Uh, does not he does not see a love connection? Like, eh, no. And of course, DJ's like, I totally agree. He's like, well, if you're ever up for anything physical. Just pop me on the old Facebook poke. Page poke. Facebooky thing. <laughs> and she's like, Mike, you're getting in the wrong car. You're getting in the wrong... Who cares? Uh, yeah. Jackson, of course, comes in and says, hey, night, everybody. I'm hitting the sack. Oh, except... It's only saying goodnight to, well, only those. Well, you know who you are that I'm not speaking to, basically. So she's like, what, you're not going to talk to me ever again? As he heads upstairs, he didn't say anything. But, of course, he's like, this is the last text ever I send you. So she's like, I'm going to have it out with Jackson. And Kimmy's like, no, 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 I got a better idea. So now, of course, we got Stephanie and Jimmy. And Stephanie's just like, wow, I can't get over how good we were tonight. He's like, I know, we really should go out. And Stephanie's like, I don't know, it just seems like a bad idea she and jimmy say at the same time and she's like get out of my head he's like i will if you go out with me <laughs> he's just so funny he's a ball of fun and sweetness rolled into one so stephanie is like all right i'll go out with you and jimmy's like are you sure because you don't have to if you don't want to and she's like oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna go change and jimmy's like oh don't change i like you just the way you are and she just was like <laughs> she's probably reconsidering that, okay, I'll go out with you line. <laughs> but she looks and she's like, I meant my clothes. And Jimmy's like, so did I. It's like, yeah, right. Yeah. I still can't get over how good we were tonight. I know. We really should go out. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a bad, bad idea. idea. Get out of my head. I will let you go out with me. <laughs> All right. I'll go out. Be sure, because you don't have to if you don't want to. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna go change. No, don't change. I like you just the way you are. <laughs> I meant my clothes. So did I. <laughs> hey, we're going in the wrong room. No, we're not. Ben. We're playing good cop, bad cop. Follow my lead. Wait, what? Oh, you're the good cop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hi, girls. You're doing homework on a Saturday night? <coughs> Nerd alert. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, you and I, let's have a little chat. Have a seat. So, Lola, if that's your real name. <laughs> 
Jason's playing football just to impress you? I don't know. Well, I do. <laughs> it's true. So now that Fuller kid is going to get flattened like a pancake by a 300-pound linebacker. All for some dame. Guess who that dame is? Me? Bingo! <laughs> Your turn. I need to cool off. Oh, good grief, Cammy. <laughs> seriously hurt playing football and he won't listen to us but he might listen to you because teenagers don't like to hear anything from their parents right Ramona what? Oh, I wasn't listening <laughs> I got this your worst nightmare is back oh come on Kimmy so here's the deal yeah. you're gonna march right in there and tell Jackson real calm like that you don't care if he plays football got it Okay, whatever you say. Maybe I should go right now. Maybe you should. Okay. Thank you. Wow. If this works, you'll be like a parenting genius. I'm so glad you think so because I was winging that whole thing. <laughs> I kind of figured. So, yeah, Kimmy's idea, instead of, you know, DJ wants to just go have it out with Jackson, Kimmy's like, no, I got a better idea. So she pretty much they Kimmy and DJ play good cop bad cop. DJ's a good cop, and Kimmy pretty much interrogates Lola into saying, "Look, that Fuller kid is gonna get flattened like a pancake by a three hundred pound linebacker. Why do you think that he wants to play football? Let me guess, probably just to impress you, right?" And poor Lola's just shaking there. I don't know, maybe. Oh yeah, when she comes when they come into the room, like you're doing homework on a Saturday night. Nerd alert! Oh god. Hey, so they're outstanding students. That's a good thing. Gosh, I'm surprised there's not like a light bulb just hanging above Kimmy and Lo in between Kimmy and Lola's heads to make this so much more of an interrogation. Cause Kimmy's like, so Lola, if that's your real name, and Kimmy's like. So, Lola, if that's your your, re your real name, is it true Jackson's playing football just to impress you? And Lola's like, I don't know. And Kimmy's like, well, I do. And Kimmy's like, well, I do. And that Fuller kid is going to get flattened like a pancake by a 300-pound linebacker. Like, ah, he's playing junior high football. I don't think anyone there, any kid is going to be 300 pounds. <laughs> Kimmy's like, all oh, for some dame. Oh, what? This is like a 1930s, 40s, whatever police interrogation. Kimmy's asking such obvious questions. Guess who that dame is? And Lola's like, me? Kimmy's like, bingo. So Kimmy gets up off because she's kind of sitting, straddling the back of the chair. And she's like, okay, your turn. I need to cool off. Like, oh my gosh. So DJ sits down and says, hi, I'm the nice one. Okay, so I think where my hot-headed partner is going with this is just we're j really concerned that if Jackson plays football, he's going to get seriously hurt. Of course, you know, he won't listen to us, but he might listen to you. And I love how Kimmy goes over DJ's shoulder like, because teenagers don't like to hear anything from their parents. Isn't that right, Lola? Uh, is that right, Ramona? <laughs> 
And we just cut to the bed, and Lola, Ramon, oh, their names are so similar. Ramona's just like, what? I wasn't listening. What's going on? Oh, come on. Kimmy goes back, straddling the chair. And she's like, your worst nightmare is back. So, yeah, Kimmy pretty much, it's cut and dry. Here's the deal. You're going to go, you're going to march right in there, and you're going to tell Jackson, real calm-like, that you don't care if he plays football or not. She's like, got it? And Lola's like, oh, okay, whatever you say. I think I'll go right now. And it's like, yeah, you might want to do that. So DJ's like, Kimmy, if this works, you'll be like a parenting genius. And Kimmy's like, wow. Yeah, I mean, I was completely winging it back there. So Jackson's in his room playing with Legos. He's making a robot, a watchtower. I can't tell. Of course, Jackson wants to appear cool in front of Lola. Like, oh, this, this, this is Max's. It's not mine. And he's like, I'm just trying to make sure it's, you know, structurally sound. I don't think Max would have a problem with making something structurally sound. Have you seen this kid? He's all about the environment. And Jackson just, like, it looked like on either side of this grass it had two white picket fences. But he just shoves the thing off. Just pushes it off his desk and just clatters to the floor. And he's like, it's not. And Lola's just, like, rolling around. like, whatever. Like, oh, let's get the point so I can get this over and get out of here. So Lola starts with, look, Jackson, if you're playing football just for me, and Jackson's like, hey, look, my mom's trying to stop me, but no one tells me what to do. And she's like, I don't care if you play. And he's like, okay, I'm out. And Lola's confused, like, but you just said... And Jackson's like, I know, I'm complex. It's very wishy-washy. He's like, look, um, if you're not into football players, what kind of guys are you into? Guys not named Jackson. <laughs> For starters. So basically, Lola says, well, I guess I like guys who don't try too hard to impress a girl. Well, Jackson, you're out of that category. And Jackson's like, yeah, those are my favorite kind of guys, too. Like, oh, God, this kid. And she's just looking like, what? This kid is like a nervous wreck with, well, what you, I mean, who hasn't been in front of their crush trying, you probably think forever exactly what you're going to say if you run into them, and it always comes out wrong, and you're like, oh, my gosh, can I just get a do-over? So, of course, we got to wrap things up with Stephanie and Jimmy here as they have a little date in his RV. He calls it the, Gilla, the Gibbler... He calls it the Gibbler Galloper. Oh, that's cute. So, Stephanie is dressed very, very beautifully with a nice dress and makeup and everything. And she's like, oh, where are we going on our date? And he's like, oh, right here. I don't want to lose my parking spot. And Stephanie's like, oh, but you live here. I don't go home with guys on the first date. But then the, uh, Stephanie corrects herself, well, uh, sometimes I do, but there's dinner first. 
So he's like, oh, I got dinner. And he pulls fries out of a deep fryer. He's like, I had to have the deep fryer put in because RB doesn't fit through a drive-thru. This is a nice setup. It's like, do you want a tour? Okay, here is the kitchen. Deep fryer. Oh, and um, we'll head to the dining room. As he turns around, like, oh, here it is. A nice table there. Oh, that's just so sweet. There's a mini fridge. It's got some pictures. You know, since he's a photographer. And there's gorgeous pictures. A couple of them look like sunsets. The yellow and orange blending together. So Stephanie notices the map in Jimmy's RV. She's like, oh, what's this? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's a map of the world. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, I was actually referring to the pins. He's like, yeah, that's every place I've taken photographs. So Jimmy has definitely gotten around. I mean, think of, I mean, wow, in his RV, and it's just a home away from home. It's so cool. A very itty-bitty microscopic part of me would love to do that when I'm a senior citizen. Just chuck it all, get it a sweet, sweet RV with everything that I would need, shower, bathroom, you know, bedroom, all the good stuff, and and just travel. Just, just. <laughs> now that I think about it, <laughs> you guys probably know my um, issues with expressways and driving in unfamiliar places, so it probably won't happen. <laughs> yeah. With us moving down to Texas in September and stuff like that, it's just where we live is going to have to be a lot of the stuff that we're going to need on a regular basis is going to have to be within the area like... I gotta work my way up to that kind of, you know, expressway driving. And I've only been on, like, one main expressway. Maybe another as well, but nothing. I haven't driven out of state before. It just the idea of it just stresses me out. Yeah. And of course, you know, whenever... Usually, when Jeremy and I go somewhere, we'll take his car... And sometimes like, hey, you want to come with me? I'm going to the store for something or whatever. And it's like every... T it's just so frustrating because it's like he's a backseat dr driver, but only in the passenger seat. But then, and then he's also like making little quips about my drive. It's just, ugh, can't. Hmm. Jimmy's such a good photographer, his stuff's wound up in National Geographic. That is wild. I love how Stephanie is really, like, seeing past the goofiness that is Jimmy and just seeing him as a, a person that just is a photographer and he gets to travel the world and do all this cool stuff. And Stephanie kind of says, you know, how she used to travel all over the world when she was a DJ and stuff. I love this coming from Jimmy. It's like, you know, sometimes you got to travel the world to figure out where you belong. And I like how she says, you know, there's more to you than meets the eye. There de Jimmy is one of many, many layers. It's almost like you'd be unwrapping a birthday gift when you get through each layer. It's like a new surprise. And of course, you're like, eh, there's a lot. And there's a lot that meets the eyes. And he's not horrible to look at. He's pretty nice looking. So of course, they're looking at each other. And Stephanie's like, oh no, is this happening again? He's like, I think so. He's like, why are we still talking? She's like, I don't know. Give me some Jimmy. And she pulls him in for a kiss. Oh, this is so sweet. While they're still kissing, Jimmy manages to uh, 
get his hand on the deep fryer basket and pulls the basket of fries out and says, what, you want some fries with that? And like, oh my gosh. And of course, more to you than meets the eye, more than meets the eye. It's funny because I was like, I thought they'd bring up like Terminator or something, or not Terminator, the Transformers, excuse me. <laughs> but no, of course. These pictures are gorgeous. They're so, oh my God, they're beautiful. Hey, I see the Statue of Liberty. And that looks like a dock somewhere. Um, what else? I think I can get a closer picture. Hold on. I'm not sure where this one is. It's like stone. A, is that a bare um, chested lady? Like made of stone? I'm not sure what that is. Um, is that like, there's like a stone castle bridge thing. I'm not sure where that is, uh, Ireland, uh, England, not sure, but it looks like it was taken, like, maybe in the fall, because the show's leaves are changing, um, I'm not sure what that is either, but it's drawn by, like, um, buildings with lights and everything, it looks like water in the background, a lot of these tall buildings, I'm not sure, but they're pretty cool, I honestly, yeah, I love this pairing of Stephanie and Jimmy, because it's just, you probably never would have thought that in a million. Well, we didn't know that Jimmy existed until season two. But even still, just they're so they're they're kind of their personalities are different, you know. And he's kind of goofy like a gibbler, but also kind of like he, he's one of those pretty boys that is smart in some ways, but not so in others and everything. And and DJ is pretty much or. Why do I keep seeing DJ? Stephanie! Oh my gosh! Ay ay ay. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. And DJ in the. <sighs> Stephanie! 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 Okay. Stephanie, in the time that she has been there, moved into the house with the kids and DJ and Kimmy. She's still got her wild, loose, and fancy ways about her. However, they've been tampered down because now that she's, you know, she's always been an aunt, but now that she's living there with them, she's gotten more into a routine and being responsible on her own level while still being the zany, fun, crazy Aunt Stephanie. Kind of like how Jesse in season two, when he and Lori Laughlin met and they started dating, that wild, crazy Uncle Jesse on the motorcycle with, you know, season one, he was parading through the house with a flavor girl of the week. And by season two, he had really tampered that drive, that wild drive to just be wild and free. And become more responsible and kind of, you know, settle down. And sometimes that's how it is. When you meet someone that you've been dating, you're serious about and everything. And that person, and, and I'm the same way. I was very, very young and impulsive before I met Jeremy. It made some some dumb, reckless decisions. But as soon as I got with Jeremy, I mean, that part of me just, boom, gone. It's like... I can be me to a degree, and being that Jeremy is a bit older and stuff like that, it's like, I know what version of me, that pre-Jeremy version of me, doesn't work for our relationship. So I knew if we were going to be together that I would kind of have to shut that part of myself, that pre-Jeremy part of myself off. What I'm saying is he pretty much, I became 
mature over time. Like I became more adult-like and and in my way of thinking and becoming more logical and less impulsive and stuff like that. I think sometimes it just depends on the individual that you're willing to change little things about yourself and look at things from a more logical perspective when it comes to a relationship that is worth, you know, having. And you know, like, they can like me to a point, but some of that immature childlike behavior you are going to have to let go and kind of, yeah, embrace this new version of yourself. But then again, like I said, that's just me. That's just... Yeah. And even from season one, I mean, of Fuller House, we knew Stephanie is going to be like the Uncle Jesse. And Kimmy's going to be like Joey. In a way, we have the counterparts. DJ's the Danny version. Stephanie's Uncle Jesse version. Kimmy's the... <laughs> the Joey version. And so everyone plays their part. And everything so and it fits in everyone fits into the role so seamlessly maybe some feel like oh maybe it's a little clunky at first in season one but as things progressed and mellowed out and just kind of just smooth as silk just running like a, a oiled machine and oh it's just but okay here we go so uh welcome to my rv call it the gibbler galloper so, where are we going on our date? Oh, right here. Yeah, I don't want to lose my parking spot. But you live here. I don't go home with guys on the first date. Well, sometimes I do, but there's dinner first. I've got dinner. Yeah, I had to have the fryer put in because the RV doesn't fit through a drive-thru. So, uh, you want a quick tour? Um, this is the kitchen. And if you'll follow me to the dining room, and here we are. Oh, what's this map? Oh, uh, that's the world. I know. <laughs> I was actually asking about the pins. Oh, that's every place I've taken photographs. Oh, wow. Those are, are beautiful. Yeah, those were in National Geographic. What a cool job. I get to travel the world. You know, I used to travel all over the place in DJ before I moved back home. Well, you know, sometimes you have to travel the world to figure out where you belong. You know, there's more to you than meets the eye. And there's a lot that meets the eye. <laughs> oh no, is this happening again? I hope so. Me too. Why are we still talking? I don't know. Give me some Jimmy. <laughs> you want some fries with that? Oh, I want the whole Happy Meal. Oh, yeah! <laughs> so after Jimmy says, do you want some fries with that? And Stephanie's saying, oh, I want the whole Happy Meal. And she brings him in for another kiss. I'm like, dang, girl, you go. Get it. Okay, it's a big moment for baby Tommy as it's the next day. We're in the kitchen. This is the kitchen. This reminds me of Jasper's Kitty Cuts. When Jesse was going to take, you know, and Becky took Nikki and Alex to get their hair, you know, a nice little trim. 
And it's because they're like in a rocket ship and a dolphin. It's just, that is the coolest idea for a, a little, a kid's, you know, barbershop thing. But here it's a red convertible car that's up on a pole. And I love how Fernando's got this cheetah print, um, what is it called? Uh, like a cape that kind of goes around. You know when you go to get your hair cut and stuff, they always put like a cape around your neck to, you know, and you watch as your, you know, your bits of hair fall and tumble down. And you're like, bye hair, I'll miss you. Not. Oh, this is so cute. That's right, because Fernando was a hairdresser. It's like, young Thomas, welcome to Fernando's snipping clip. I love how... Uh, Ramona and Max just kind of hanging out, having breakfast at the kitchen table. I, just, I love how Fernando is engaging Tommy. It's just adorable because the baby's only like, what, two years old? Because he is walking and stuff. And Fernando's treating Tommy like any other customer. It's like, what are you looking for? Just a trim or a whole new look? Fernando gasps like, oh, I could see you with some Justin Bieber bangs. 2016, was he still on top of the world, or was he not? Oh, Kimmy is, not Kimmy, but DJ and Kimmy come, come downstairs, and DJ's like, oh no, what are you doing? So did he not, he probably didn't ask to cut Tommy's hair, but it's like, this is a big moment, DJ, I know. He did, Fernando should have asked first. Of course, in Fernando's eyes, oh, it's just another thank you for letting me live here. Max, of course, like, you don't live here. <laughs> it's like, it's remind him. Fernando says, it's time for Tommy's first haircut. Yeah, he could use a little bit of a trim. Of course, DJ is pulling Uncle Jess here. Like, no, no, it's not time. And DJ, of course, is getting emotional. Like, oh, my last baby's first, last first haircut. It's a big moment. I mean, when your baby gets their first haircut. I'm sure you all have kept locks of hair of your baby's first haircut. I think in my baby book there is some little bit of hair that's probably disintegrated because it's like 38 years old or 36 years old or however old hair is. I don't know. Does hair st I don't I don't want to open the little thing because I'm afraid if I do it's just going to like disintegrate and just not exist anymore. So, yeah. But DJ's like, I'm not ready. And of course, Kimmy's like, DJ, what did the checker at Trader Joe's tell you yesterday? Oh! <laughs> DJ's like, you better have a very cute little girl. What? Okay, come on. His hair is not long enough to make him look like a little girl. Now, Nikki and Alex, on the other hand, yeah. I gotta play this clip here.
actually cut my hair last week. <laughs> Nobody's touching a hair on my kids' heads. No. I need just a trim. They're starting to look like little sheep dogs. All right, all right, fine. We'll give, we'll give them a little trim, but I'm going to do it myself. Fine. Where are you going? Well, if you're giving them haircuts, I'm going to go buy them hats. Nikki and Alex, on the other hand, when they were Tommy's age, their hair was down past their neck to their, the point of being towards their shoulders. Tommy's hair is more, it's longer in the back, but not by a lot. It just goes maybe to the base of the back of his neck, and then it's short on the He's even got like a side part there. So I don't look at Tommy and say, oh, what a cute little girl. No. Oh, I see Fernando brought home one of... His um, hair cutting stations for the kiddos with the car and everything. Because you can see, you know how when you go into a salon or wherever, they got the chair and they hit the little thing that pumps it up or, you know, pumps it down. So, yeah. So, Stephanie comes out from her bedroom apartment and says, all right, I'm just going to get this over with. I'm dating a gibbler and I like it. No shame, girl. No shame in your game. It's okay. Oh my goodness, Kimmy is so ah! You're dating my brother. We're almost like sisters, but not yet. Of course, Stephanie stops right there and says, "I will not be taking questions at this time." So Jackson's like, "Hey guys, hey mom," and of course DJ's like, "Good morning, Jackson." Like, okay, Fernando, I'll be right back. Don't start without me, please. So yeah, we do have to wrap this up with Jackson and DJ. We can't leave this unfinished. This is a talk that's been needing to happen for a while in this episode. <laughs> Young Thomas, welcome to Fernando's Snip and Clip. What are we looking for? Just a trim or a whole new look? <gasps> I could see with some Justin Bieber vans. Hey. What are you doing? Oh, it's another thank you for letting me live here. You don't live here. <laughs> oh, man. It's time for Tommy's first haircut. No, no, it's not time. <laughs> oh, my last baby's last first haircut. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not ready. What did the checker at Trader Joe's tell you yesterday? That I have a very cute little girl. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to get this over with. I'm dating a Gibbler, and I like it. <laughs> I will not be taking questions at this time. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Mom. Oh, good morning, Jackson. Okay, I'll be right back. Don't start without me. Uh, so DJ's like, oh, so, Jackson, we're talking again? He's like, yeah, I've decided to respect your wishes and not to do football. Like, yeah, right, you're only doing this because Lola could care less. And DJ's like, all right, well, I appreciate that. And I love how Kimmy gives her the thumbs up. Like, good, good. Okay, so Jackson does apologize. He's like, look, Mom, I'm really sorry about the whole silent treatment thing. And he's like, I was just so mad at you. Which is understandable. I mean, parent tells a kid no about something that they, they want to do. And, of course, the kid's going to react in a negative way. Or not, I don't know. Depends on the kid and the parent in the situation. I love what DJ says here. And she says, you're allowed to be mad at me, but you're not allowed to be disrespectful. 
She says that's not how we solve problems in this family. And Jackson's like, I know. We talk it out. We work it out. And we hug it out. It's like, yep. Bring it in, buddy. The arms are open. Aww. He's like, I love you, Mom. And she's like, I love you, too. Ramona's like, come on, DJ. We want to see this. Like, we're all here. We want to see baby Tommy get his first, his last first haircut. Of course, everyone's like, all right, grab your cameras, meaning grab your phones, put it in camera mode, get ready. Someone's going to take video, someone's going to take, you know, photos and stuff so we can plaster it on the fridge. So I love how professional Fernando is being. He's like, just to warn you, sometimes the baby cries and that's okay. I love how Kimmy's got the Gibbler style party planning decal on the back of her phone. It's really cool. Here comes the first snip. And we do see, like, the back of Tommy's head. And we see uh, Fernando cutting just a little bit. Middle. You just see DJ like, oh! Everyone's crying! <laughs> Except for Tommy. Tommy's a brave little soldier here. <laughs> Poor Tommy's, like, looking up, like, what's going on? Should I be worried? Am I supposed to cry too? Uh, so, we're talking again? <laughs> yep. Sorry about the whole silent treatment thing. I was just so mad at you. And you're allowed to be mad at me. But you're not allowed to be disrespectful. That's not how we solve problems in the family. I know. We talk it out, we work it out, we hug it out. I love you, Mom. Oh, I love you too. Come on, DJ, we want to see this. Okay, everybody, <laughs> grab your cameras. Just to warn you, sometimes the baby cries, and that's okay. All right. Here comes the first snip. so that is the episode i hope you guys all enjoyed it i had a fun time with this like i said a lot of the fuller house episodes i really i'll watch them when you know they dropped on netflix and stuff and there's nothing wrong with the episodes it's just sometimes i mean and that's what i like about it the fact that i've seen it once you know years ago for you know at least you know four years ago or two years ago, whatever so i like being able for the sake of the podcast to come back and re-look at it and re-watch it okay before i get to best outfit of the episode kimmy is gonna get it hands down for not only the worst episode but also the runner-up so the runner-up I'm going to, because I'm looking at it right now, is Kimmy's, when she's interrogating Lola for information, she's wearing, like, an off-white colored shirt with pink, I'm guessing this is going to be a pear or something, but it's got eyeballs and a mouth, and there's, like, just covering the back of her, her shirt and the arms of the shirt and everything, it's just, I don't like it it's weird but i mean i don't get me wrong i mean a lot of kimmy's stuff is 
kind of out there, but I mean, there are still a few that I do like. Um, but the worst outfit of the episode for Kimmy, hands down, because of the pear shirt with the eyeballs and mouth is runner-up. It's gonna be this off-white. It just looks like it's been washed so many times, and it's got some rainbowish flowers. It clearly, it feels like it's just a shirt from the late seventies, early eighties. It just, it just, it's date. It's just, it's not appealing looking. It's just there's, it's just really drab. Let me just say, Kimmy's worn better outfits in her time. I know you guys think, oh, you favor Max too much. Because the last time, the last episode you did, he was wearing an Argyle sweater vest. And, like, I just, I like the blue, light blue button-up shirt underneath the blue and white and black check, you know, diamond Argyle. It's just, okay, to be fair, that will be my runner-up. So let me see if I can find another character that does have something better. Can't always be about Max. I gotta tell myself, it can't always be about my favorite character, Max. It can't always be about the color red. I gotta, I gotta say, no, it's gotta be something different. Gotta be fair. I gotta go best outfit. It's gotta be CJ's, like, I don't know if that's like a pale pink and like, uh, what's that term? Is it like Heather Gray? I'm not sure what it is, but it's like the gray stripes with like the pale pink or it could be off-white shirt that Crystal Crystal is wearing. And it comes the the sleeve kinda comes just over her elbow. So it doesn't it's like one of those is it like a three uh three four three quarter like length sleeve or something, I'm not sure. Um but I'm gonna go with Crystal for Crystal. CJ, CJ oh my god, all these CF names, names, names. I gotta go with it. That's just, it's awesome. I like it. It goes great with her hair. I don't know objectively about fashion. You can probably tell by my personality. I'm not a fashion person. Wear a lot of graphic tees, a lot of Columbia jackets, uh, a lot of like um, leggings, occasionally jeans in the fall. It just really depends. All right. Kimmy's got worst and runner-up worst. Crystal's got number one best and Max has got runner-up best. Most relatable character. Let's see. <laughs> I'll see if I can relate to one other character here. Let me see. I've never tried to hook anyone up with a grandparent or a parent because yeah. So, let me see. I've never dated anyone that's dated anyone before. Jeremy was my first boyfriend and I was his first girlfriend. Um, let's see. I never cut a child's hair before in my life, so I can't. I did cut my dog's hair and it looked really like massive garbage. I even cut my cat's hair. Oh my god, horrible, horrible. <laughs> I can still remember it just like pieces. <laughs> it just, it, I was not a groomer by any shape or form. Gosh, I never tried out for football. Never tried out for a sport without telling. I remember the day my dad took me to sign up for YMCA soccer. I remember, see, like, I was like 14. Yeah, I was 14. 
and it was just before school started, eighth grade, and I had, like, eaten, like, an ice cream sandwich, and, like, I didn't even realize I had, like, chocolate around my mouth until I got in the truck and looked in the mirror and, like, oh, my God. So, yeah, he went there and signed me up for that. Yeah. Didn't score a goal. Didn't score a goal at all. Got hit in the back of the head with a soccer ball. I can tell you that. I wanted to set up the entire game, but apparently I had to go back in and play. Um, so I guess I can... I don't know. Just by plainer sport, just bare bones relating to Jackson, I guess. I never tried to... That was the only sport I ever played for one season. I remember getting to pick up my own jersey. Of course, at the time, I and I still do to this day, my favorite number is six. And I got to pick up and those jerseys. Oh, I wish I had kept mine. But, of course, no way in heck would it ever fit now. And it had grass stains on it. Um, but... Just like, I just remember they're just like, everyone gets to pick out their number. I'm like, I want sticks. <laughs> um, my grandma does tell me when we were talking about memories and stuff like that. I know I had cottage, you guys are going to so gross, cottage cheese with bacon. Ooh. Um, there was a very, very short amount of time. I couldn't even remember when she brought this up. I don't remember like, swearing off bacon. She, like, it wasn't for a very long time. Like, oh, okay. Short amount of time. Why would I have said I didn't want bacon? Maybe it was, like, in my late teens or something. I mean, at no point in time was, like, I really should be watching what I'm eating. I didn't. I was stick thin growing up. So, yeah. Let's see. So, Jackson, Max, um, can't relate to Lola about doing homework on the weekends. I can kind of semi bare bones going to relate to Stephanie because um, Jimmy's kind of traveled the world. He's a photographer. Jeremy is not a photographer, but he did kind of move around a lot where he's actually lived in other countries because his dad was in the Air Force. So Jeremy's lived in England when he was around like six, seven years old. He's lived in Iceland for like a, a year or two. Um, Oklahoma, Michigan. Um... I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, that, that's it. Yep. Well, he lived in England twice. And then I, and also Iceland, Oklahoma. I think he lived there maybe twice. I think. So yeah, that's like bare bones relatability there. Um, As far as the lesson learned from this... Um, I got a couple. In reference to Matt inviting his girlfriend and also you know, Steve and Crystal without running it by DJ first, you're really putting someone in this in a major uncomfortable position where you're like, oh, well, I invited them, but I told them I'd check with you first. You, you don't do that, guys. That is very... Talk about being disrespectful. That is being very disrespectful. You don't invite other people along without checking first, and you check before you even bother to ask. That is how you do it. Um, I'm going to say Crystal. Crystal, um, I know you want to pull DJ because she was like the lone wolf at the party with uh, no um, attachments. Your grandfather, sweetie, I know you're 22, but please. I mean, it was a joy to be able to see Alan Thicke one last time. And the thing is, when this aired... We were, like, a few days out from 
learning of Alan Thicke's death. So, um, Jackson, here's my lesson for this. I know you like Lola, buddy. We all see it in the way that you stumble around her, you, you lose your train of thought. We've all been there with crushes, right? Don't do take part in an activity because you think it's going to impress a person. I would Lola for her saying, I like guys that I like guys that don't try to impress me. That don't work so hard at trying to impress me. So, and, and another thing when it comes to Jack, it's like, you want to try out for a sport? That's awesome. Clear it with your mom first. And I'm still against, like, that coach is like, no, you should, if you want to play, that's great. If you want to go to tryouts, awesome. But you know what? I think they need to have parental permission to even do tryouts because he's like, oh, you make the team. What, does a parent know? They don't? That is a liability. That kid gets hurt and their parent doesn't know about it, I'm sure they're going to be suing the coach and the school. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. And uh, for Fernando, it's like, that's awesome. You want to do things to say thank you for letting me stay in your house. Check first with a parent before you decide to cut their child's hair, especially if it's their first haircut. Because children only get their firsts. That's it. They only get it once. You cannot redo. You can't duplicate it. You can't. You don't get a redo on your first. You don't get a redo on the first time you lose your tooth. You take your first step. You get your first haircut. You say your first word. You eat your first bit of solid. These are all firsts that you can't. You don't get a redo on that. And being that this is her last baby with, you know, her her husband who passed away, it's like this is a big, big deal. But it's still just, it's so cute. It really, really is. They're all pulling, I love when they pulled their phones out. And you hear Ramona, I missed it the first time, but you hear Ramona say, remember when that was me? <laughs> They're all crying. It's so great. All right. So, of course, the next, the last episode in the birthday episodes for the month of July is going to be season eight. The producer. Yes, it's a Becky episode from season eight. Where is it now? I had it a second ago. Dang, IMDb. There we go. Season eight, episode 13. This guy is a weirdo looking man. Phil, the weatherman. <laughs> season eight, episode 13, entitled... The producer aired January 10th, 1955. Danny feels humiliated and quits when Rebecca is promoted to producer of the show. Well, Danny, we don't always get what we want. Sometimes we're passed over for other people. So that will be on Lori Laughlin's birthday. That episode is in honor of Lori Laughlin's birthday. I know she's not everyone's favorite person right now but still wanted to honor her as you know a member of the cast of full house and of course this episode mom interruption <laughs> and interception <laughs> i forget what it's called ah negative hold on 
interference. What in the world? I don't know my football, but apparently I knew interference or interception or whatever. Of course, I want to do a fun one for because, of course, the producer isn't going to be released till the 28th. So I want to, and I, the thing is, I wanted to cover this last year and I never got to it. I'm like, I'm getting to it for next week. That episode, of course, is Season 5, Episode 20, entitled Driving Miss DJ. I just thought because the last episode I did before this was having Jackson learn how to drive. We didn't see any of it, mind you, but uh, I really wanted to get to this one. This one is Season 5, Episode 20, Driving Miss DJ, aired February 25th, 1992. Newly permitted DJ is eager to get behind the wheel, but she must first go out with a licensed driver, and unfortunately, Danny and Jesse prove to be rigid teachers. Well, Danny's rigid, but Jesse's too lax, to be honest. I would have loved to have seen her drive with Joey just to see how that would go. Meanwhile, Stephanie delights in torturing an annoying Michelle. Oh, boy. <laughs> is this with the hairy, scary monster and Rita? Stephanie's one friend? <gasps> Rita! Maria Cavagliani. Okay, what's she been in? Anything I would know? Uh, the last thing she did was in 92. Same year she was Rita in Full House. Um, Not a dang thing. Okay, sweetie. Well... Clearly, you found something else that you enjoyed better. That's awesome. <laughs> of course, at this time in Driving Miss Daisy, Nikki and Alex are not toddlers. They're infants that are probably like maybe six months old at best. And Jesse is obsessing about the fact that they don't have hair, that they are bald. They have no hair. And Becky's like, honey, a lot of babies are bald. That's just how it is. The hair will grow in in time. It will. Then they aged the babies up eight weeks later between seasons five and six. And the babies are toddlers babbling with long flowing golden locks. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Look forward to driving Miss DJ. Driving Miss DJ. Bam. Okay. <laughs> my mouth cannot form the correct words that it needs to. <laughs> Yes, driving Ms. DJ will be next week. So, gives us something to look forward to. It's summertime. You know, kids, if they're able to, are taking their road tests, taking whether driver's training is going on. I don't know. I think it's probably stuff that, because when I took driver's training, it was through the school. And I'll explain more about that in driving Miss DJ. So, all right. Of course, if you guys have any comments if you guys want to share your thoughts on any of the episodes i've done any i plan to do in the future email me at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com i would love to hear your driver's training and driving road test stories because you'll hear mine in driving miss dj bye bye everybody